Hello and welcome to the Travel Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Penny. I talk with moms from all over the world who travel with their family. They share their story, tips, and advice that we hope will bring inspiration and encouragement to you so you'll travel with your family too. I'd like to share a little bit about me before we get started on today's show. I'm 43, a single mom to my mini me daughter who I'll be homeschooling this year. I'm born and raised in Alabama. I bought a ProMaster van in May of this year to convert into our dream camper and travel in. I work full-time until I'm financially able to travel full-time, so for now, we enjoy weekend and day trips. I started this podcast in May 2019 and have had the pleasure of talking with 67 moms to date. And now, I have a great lineup of new moms to talk to on the show, so that's a little bit about me. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can go to our website at travelmomspodcast.mozello, which is M-O-Z-E-L-L-O.com. Find the Be A Guest link, pick a date, and that's it. I'd love to share your story on a future show. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Travel Moms Podcast, and you can listen to all the shows on almost any podcast app. The top two favorites are Spotify and Apple Podcast. Now, on to today's show. My guest today is a mom to two boys. Her and her husband traded their full-time career and sold everything for a life on the road traveling full-time in a converted Sprinter van, all while road schooling their sons and showing them this great, wonderful world. I hope you enjoy the show today. I'll be talking with Alexis from Never Say Someday. So, Alexis, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, me and you have something in common. Did you know that I have a van now? Yes. Yes. I'm excited <laughs> to hear more about this. I need I need the details. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's not much to talk about just yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in the learning processes and the building out process, too. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while. That's for yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, tell me a little bit more about your family and what you got y'all into van life. Yeah. So um, we're from the Central Valley in California. Um, it's myself and my husband, Stephen, and our two boys, Levi and Harvey. Levi is seven, almost eight, and Harvey is five. And then we have our 11-year-old dog, Ruby, with us. And how we got into van life is... Um, something that we really didn't expect to be honest Uh, about three years ago we bought the van after um, going on some adventures with our really good friends who had a sprinter van and my husband just got on this kick of really wanting one and I said that's fine you've got to drive it and so it became his daily driver and after a while we started sort of messing with the modifications because you can pull the seats in and out if you have a passenger van And we eventually built a platform bed and would take it camping on the weekends. And it was the perfect vehicle to do so. And the more we explored, we always kind of considered ourselves as weekend warriors. And the more we explored, um, the more we we realized we hadn't, there's so much more to see. Um, And in, in the Central Valley where we're from, we have Yosemite and San Francisco and Sacramento um, and a few other national parks that are within driving distance, but it always felt tough to, 
to like pack everything up and get it done between Friday after work and Sunday. We just found ourselves um, really intrigued with this concept of van life and um, this concept of full-time travel. And I think, you know, we had sat down at some point and said, okay, what do we want? What is our family mission statement? What do we really want to stand for? What are our values? Really something that we could um, reflect back on and then also share with our kids so that we were all sort of on the same page as to what we were doing. And when we started that exercise, we really were having a lot of fun and, and realized that we went back and looked at the things on the paper. Like we're all about adventures and exploring and living free and, you know, um, like, you know, doing all these things. And then we would look at each other and say, well, we're not doing any of these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're really trying to um, go adventure out on the weekends, but like we are really tethered to our home, to our mortgage, to our jobs, and sort of the um, hamster wheel of life that you find yourself on. And so with that, we really started diving deep and saying, okay, well, what is it? If we could do anything in the world, what would we do? Would we move to Portugal? Would we, um, you know, would we get an RV or whatever? We just sort of threw everything out on the table and we kept coming back to converting the van into a livable space and just traveling the United States and basically Northern America. And uh, I think when we first threw out the idea, we, we each thought it was absolutely insane and that there was no way we could do it. And then that seed of an idea was implanted and it just grew and grew over time. And we found ourselves thinking like, well, why not? Like, why mm-hmm. not do it now? Why wait till we're retired and our kids are out of the house? Like, let's, let's go adventure. And mm-hmm. so we just started putting the, you know, proper protocols and things in place to make ourselves able to do so. Well, I love your story. Thank you for sharing all that. So inquiring minds would probably want to know right now, you fit a family of four in a, a van? I mean, I'm sure you hear that all the time. We do. We really do. Um, yeah, and we have the shorter wheelbase um, of the Sprinter model, which when people see that we have the shorter wheelbase and that we have two kids and a dog, they <laughs> their minds are sort of blown. Um, I think because we had so much practice, if you will, in the van when we were just camping on the weekends and whatnot, we really got comfortable with this space. Our, our van is... Um, is very open in terms of the layout. We wanted it to feel like an actual livable space and we have um, windows on all sides. So it actually feels, once you're in it, it feels bigger than it really is. But, you know, we've always said, if we're inside the van 24 seven, we're doing something wrong. The van is simply a mode of transportation to get us to the places that we want to see. And so when we're out exploring, you know, we might be in the van, um, you know, part of the time, but we're really trying to get out on the trails or into museums or um, really sort of out of bounds to to explore and see what's out there. Um, but yeah, we make it work. I don't, I don't really know how, you know, <laughs> I think, I think one thing that's re- like, a positive for Steven and I is that we're just really good with change and being able to adapt to 
our surroundings and we've realized that our kids are resilient as well. And so we don't even really think twice about it, to be honest with you. (laughs) Was it easier for them to transition from the y'all doing the regular everyday life to van life for your children? Yeah. You know, I think when we first, we first started talking about it and started selling our things because we sold our home and literally about 99% of what was in it. Um, we kept sentimentals and we reused like our bedding was from our house and some of our, you know, what little decorations we have in here, um, comes from our home. And so when we started that process with the kids, we really tried to get them to understand that it's not what we have in our hands. It's Mm -hmm. what we do and what we see and what we experience. And we really tried to cultivate um, a sense of adventure for them. And so when we came into the van, um, we actually didn't start living in the van right away. We did about six months of, um, Airbnb, like month to month Airbnb travel on the central coast of California mm-hmm. um, for a few reasons. My husband was still working at the time and he need, we needed sort of a, a home base and that was his mm-hmm. sort of um, travel area for work. And then I had quit my job and started homeschooling the kids. And so we just really thought like trying to make such a big leap straight into the van with homeschool, with my husband working Mm-hmm. And us trying to like figure out these like new cramped quarters, um, we just thought like that's just too much. And so we we called it slow travel. We still do that to some degree, but um, we really eased our way into it. And I think the kids they just sort of rolled with the punches. If you know, I think um, mm-hmm. we were trying to go to natural history museums and visitor centers, and so it every day sort of felt like a field trip, if you will. And mm-hmm. I think that's what the kids just got used to at this point. Their biggest concern is where we have Wi-Fi. Because <laughs> <laughs> my, my oldest likes to play Minecraft with his cousins and my youngest likes to play Mario Kart. And so when they get their electronics, they're pretty stoked, but they're, they're always like, do we have service? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the biggest adjustment that they have at this point. <laughs> You know, I can relate to two things that you've said so far, just in what little time we've gone out in our van is one, the, um, we we're just doing the weekends too. Mm-hmm. And so in this past weekend, we went to uh, North Georgia mountains with some friends. And, um, I, when we got home Sunday, so Friday, you know, we're doing, like you said, the scrambling and getting everything out there, make sure everything's ready. We woke up Saturday morning to leave. We'd forgotten our toothbrush and our brushes, you know, <laughs> yeah. and go back. You know? And then Sunday we get home and I'm like unpacking and, um, pouring out the water, you know, just everything that you yeah. have to do to clean the van up. And I told my mom, I was like, it would be so much easier if we were full time. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. everything would just be there. Totally. And then, the, yeah. And then the other thing was like you just said about your boys with Wi Fi. <laughs> so we get to our friend's house and they were like, hey, we'll, we'll sign you into your Wi Fi. And my daughter's like, yes, I have Wi Fi <laughs> for the weekend. <laughs> And I said, um, so that's not why we bought, I bought the van (laughs) while we're traveling. (laughs) Totally. It's, it's so funny because it's like, it really is like the littlest things 
mm-hmm. for the kids, you know, and we try to prepare them like, Hey, here's where we're going. We're not going to have service. We need to call Vava or Mimi, you know, my mom or, or Steven's mom, we need to call them and get like our family time, you know, covered. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, um, they just, they just love to roll with it. And, um, you know, I think it's funny that you mentioned, you know, like going out on the weekend and, and unpacking and packing. And it's, it's like probably one of the number one things I would tell somebody who's looking to move into this lifestyle is don't just go for it. <laughs> I mean, like, go for it, but practice, you know what I mean? I yeah. think it, mm-hmm. it really does make a difference because you don't know how much water you're going to need, or if you're, you know, if your solar is going to keep up with your, you know, electric needs and all of that other stuff, um, is really, really important to sort of test that out and figure it out as you go. And then I think, you know, once you are full-time, it just makes everything that much smoother. And even when we went, Mm -hmm. you know, straight into the van in January, I mean, we probably had a month or two of like really working out some kinks that, um, we just wouldn't have anticipated, you know what I mean? Had we not just gone for it. Right. How about, you said you were homeschooling your, your boys. Yeah. How's that working out for y'all? And do you do a curriculum or what do you use for homeschooling for your boys? For sure. Yeah. Um, we've really, uh, with anything that we do, <laughs> we like to joke that we just wing it. I mean, mm we sometimes don't know where we're going, you know, two days ahead of time. And I think this, we sort of keep the same, um, type of model really loosey goosey with the kids schooling, um, for several reasons. One, we want to take full advantage of the places and the Mm -hmm. history around that of where we're, we're going. And so, you know, we were just in, um, Grand Teton National Park we make an effort to go to the visitor center to get maps and newsletters and junior ranger books. And, um, you know, we try to find a park ranger for the kids to ask questions. And so we really try to incorporate a lot of our immediate surroundings into what we call wild school, because that's really mm-hmm. what it is. It's, um, it's a little bit of um, actual curriculum. And for the m- most of it, it is us really sort of taking in our surroundings and learning um, either the history or um, the wildlife, um, whatever it may be, we're really trying to incorporate that because that's what our kids really love. Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're all about wildlife and the sort of the, the food chain and, um, you know, what the animals eat and what their habitats look like. And so we really try to lean into that. Um, we do a lot of reading, so we read to them and, um, Levi's at the age where he's starting to read himself, which is fun. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we, we do, you know, some math work and we're working off of, um, just like a, a workbook called flash Mm -hmm. kids. I get it off of Amazon. It's really inexpensive. It covers all subject areas. And so we try to pull out a few worksheets a day for the kids to do, and then, you know, I would say like, that's probably 15% of their, their schooling. And then, you know, the other part of it is, you know, practicing writing by sending postcards home to family and friends and, um, really allowing them to, um, tell us what they're the most interested in and then deep dive. So we have a, speaking of Wi-Fi, we have a list 
of things that, um, that will pop up over time that Levi really wanted to, um, he wanted to know, he's really into like, what would win if you positioned one animal versus another. And so, you know, we, we got Wi-Fi. He's like, I really want to see what would win a grizzly bear or a mountain lion. Or so we make a list of the things that we want to look up, um, that, that we talk about. And so we utilize a lot of, um, YouTube videos and things of that nature too, as part of our schooling. But, um, it's been fun. It's, I've just tried to have the mentality to be flexible. When we first started homeschooling, it was, it was kind of rough. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. We, you know, I had all of these printouts and all these different things and, you know, it's just different, especially for Levi. He came from being in kindergarten and, and being at a traditional school. And so transitioning into homeschool and having mom as your teacher, um, <laughs> you know, it can make things difficult a little bit. So we just try to be fluid. And if the workbook's not, you know, it's like really hard to get through in on a particular day, then we say, all right, let's go outside and let's like, let's go get our apps out and see what kind of plants are near us and, and things like that. Very cool. Well, you explained that very well on what y'all do. So if someone was listening and didn't know what park the ranger, um, what's it called for the kids? Oh, the junior ranger books. Yes. How would you explain that to them? Um, The junior ranger books are awesome and you can find them at um, every national park. Sometimes you can find them at national monuments and state parks. You just have to go in and ask, but essentially what it is, is anywhere from five to 10 pages of a little booklet um, for kids. Usually they start at age five, but if you have kids younger, you can ask them for it and sort of work with them. But they teach the kids everything there is to know about um, the place that they're in, whether that's the wildlife and what um, what they eat or, you know, where they stay and um, what forms the mountains, what forms the rivers, what's the history of the place. Um, they also talk about a, a lot. Most of them always consistently talk about um, what it is to be a good steward of the national park or the land itself. So you don't you know, if there's bears around, how would you clean up your campsite and make sure that, you know, you're, you're not attracting bears or things of that nature. And so once they complete the, um, the pages required, um, then they can actually take it in to a visitor center and have a park ranger swear them in as a junior ranger, which is really cool. They get a badge and, um, they have to like, you know, raise the right hand and recite, um, a little saying, and it's a really, really cute thing, um, in the world of that we're living in right now, um, with a pandemic going on, most Mm -hmm. of the, the national parks, um, if the visitor center is open, they will give us a junior ranger book. And then they usually will deputize mom or dad to, um, get the badges. And then when the kids are done, we can swear them in. So it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a, it's a really, really easy way to sort of check the homeschooling box. I love that. I think that program is amazing. I watch um, another family on YouTube and that's what their children do at all the mm-hmm. national parks they do. And so you get to see them swear in and everything. So it's really cute. It's a good program for the kids. Yeah, absolutely. 
um, you did mention the pandemic and we all know what we're going through right now and, and everything seems really different. So, and I, on my Instagram page at travel moms podcast, I'd asked a question like, how's your, um, travel plans changed during all this COVID? So, mm-hmm. and I know that you had mentioned yours kind of hasn't, but y'all have a different way of traveling than most people do because you're in the States. But how right. has that looked for y'all? Has it looked any different? Are you having to change plans due to some places that you want to go or anything like that? Yeah. So when all of this sort of took place, we were actually in Baja um, down in Mexico. And um, we had planned on being there for a few more weeks. And then our parents are calling the borders closing and you got to come back, you know, and, Mm-hmm. So we sort of made the the rush back to the United States and um, stayed with family for about, we were probably um, back with family four weeks and probably on our own sort of self-quarantining for, for two weeks. So um, at that point in time, we really realized like the van is our home. Everything we own is in that. We loved being with family, but we just felt like, we are probably safer doing what we're doing because we're in very remote, remote locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're outdoors, you know, 95% of the time. So what we encountered at first was, I mean, we had, you know, we had some hesitation around, um, things like grocery shopping and whatnot. So we like really like stocked up big time before we left and we didn't want to make, um, we didn't want to take any resources away from any of the small towns or communities mm-hmm. as we were traveling through. So, um, we, you know, like we made trade-offs, like we took out our paddleboard and added it in another tub that was strictly for, um, you know, like pantry food items and whatnot. Um, and as we sort of went along the way, you know, we, we recognized that as long as we were, um, falling in line with, uh, proper protocols, wearing masks, Mm -hmm. using hand sanitizer, washing our hands. Um, we didn't really run into any, any issues. Um, at first, a lot of like the visitor centers and national parks were closed. So we missed things like the grand Canyon national park, but, um, as time has progressed and things have slowly opened up, um, we really haven't had too many issues. Um, you know, coming across campsites or grocery items or things of that nature. I think the one thing that like we're sort of finding now is um, as, as things are progressing and people are realizing that the only way that they can get out of their own homes is to camp, you know, Mm -hmm. RV and, and van sales and all of that, like camping supplies are all selling through the roof right now. And so Mm -hmm. we're finding um, it a little bit harder to come across campgrounds or disperse camping. Um, but you know, that's a trade-off and, and it's good that people are getting outside and, and able to sort of have an alternative to, you know, sticking around in their homes and, and sort of waiting it out. Right. And now do y'all do more boondocking or do y'all stay in, um, RV parks or anything like that? Yeah, I think when we first started out, we did, um, I would say like, we would probably do five to six days boondocking and like one or two days at an RV park. And um, we sort of, it really just depends on the area that we're at. We've actually been seeing more at campgrounds um, as of the last like probably four weeks. 
um, just because we're finding it a little bit more challenging um, in some in certain states to find dispersed camping. Like there's uh, Colorado was really hard for us. There's just a lot of people who are trying to yeah. do the same thing. Um, but we are almost always like first come first serve camping. It's very, very rare that we would get um, a reservation unless we were trying to aim for a national park. And that was the only way to get a campsite. So we, we keep it flexible and um, we prefer to disperse camp just because you've, it's just you out in nature. It's just like a wonderful thing. And the solitude and serenity is, is incredible, but we also love being at campgrounds and meeting people and finding kids to play with and all that stuff too. So it's, it's sort of a balance. And the one good thing about your size, and I've noticed with like even our size, cause I think mine's a little bit bigger than yours. Um, your van mm-hmm. is um, you can stay in a, a tent campsite. So you can get the smaller camping area and it's a little bit cheaper than like not needing hookups or something too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, that is a, a true van, a uh, true benefit of van life is, you know, we, we always, almost always go for a tent site. Um, and being in a van in general, you can, you can get to some pretty epic places. Um, mm-hmm. we've been down some gnarly, gnarly roads <laughs> to try and find the ultimate, um, campsite. So there, it definitely does come with perks for sure. Yes. Well, I, I like the uh, the versatility of the van and that everything is right there with me. And they're actually, if I, if someone's always intimidated by driving something like that, I have a Kia that I drive, a little Kia Soul that I drive to work every day. Uh-huh. And I I enjoy driving my van more than I do my car, even though yeah. the van's a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we first got the van, I was sort of like, I don't know. I, you know, like I knew at some point I would drive it, but then once I got in, and you're like, you're almost as high as a truck driver. You yeah. know, so you, you have a very good view of what's in front of you. And it's, I love driving the van now. It's, it's a lot of fun. It is. Yes. <laughs> All right, Alexis, my last question for you is what tips and advice would you have for someone that wants to travel with their family? Ooh, that is a, that's a good question. Um, I think the, there's several things that you could do. I think one sort of talk about what you guys want to get out of it, because if there's any sort of discontent, or if you feel like you're running from your traditional life, like any sort of issues you might have before you move into this lifestyle, they're just going to follow you. So um, keep that in mind, right? Like, and really try to think about what it is you're trying to get out of um, full-time travel and how long you want to do it for. And then I think the biggest thing for us was just really saving, um, you know, as much money as we possibly could. We went sort of the full, um, full untethered route where we sold our home and everything in it. And that sort of helped us stockpile some cash. But I think, um, you know, being aware of sort of your limitations and, um, what you really want to get out of it is going to be key. And then I just, I mean, I think the the biggest thing that I've gotten out of this is, um, by nature, I am a type A personality. I, um, put everything into my career and just having everything just so, and I took the, this is the biggest leap of faith that we've ever taken. It's the biggest risk 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken individually and collectively as a family and I would not trade it for the world. I mean, we're trying to figure out how do we like keep this ride going. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think you have to go for it. Like make a decision, set a date, tell people so you don't chicken out and like, just do it. And you know, you'll, you'll figure things out along the way. Um, but the, the biggest thing is just putting one foot in front of the other and, and really just, you know, making the commitment to go for it, whether it's for three months or two years, right. Um, Mm -hmm. you'll, this is the, especially if you have a young family, this is the time to do it. I'm, Ooh, I just kind of got like emotional thinking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm watching my kids grow in front of my very eyes slowly. Like I, I, my, my, both of my boys are trying to learn how to whistle. And the other day it's been like two weeks and the other day Levi just caught on and it was, it's such a minor little thing, but I would have never focused on that. I would have never seen the path, right. Um, of growth Mm -hmm. for him. Had I just stayed where I was doing what we were doing. Um, and so it's a really beautiful thing, right. Have Mm -hmm. a lot of patience and, uh, and go for it. That would be my best advice. Well, I love that. I think that's some wonderful advice. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Alexis, so much for being on the show today. It was a pleasure having you. Oh, it was so nice chatting with you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And until next time, may your family be blessed and your travels be awesome. Be sure to follow Alexis and her family's travels on Instagram and Facebook at Never Say Someday or their website at NeverSaySomedayFamily.com. Wow, that was another great show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. These moms always inspire and encourage me to get out and just see the world, and I hope that they inspire and encourage you also. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Travel Moms Podcast, on Facebook, and our website. And you can also listen to these podcasts anywhere the podcast is available. Our two favorite ones are Spotify and Apple Podcast. Until next time, may your family be blessed and your travels be awesome.